Hello and welcome to my podcast, Keeping It Real, with me, your host, KP, um, who's just going to give it to you straight. I'm not going to sugarcoat no shit for you because that might be the issue in the first place. So there'll be no sugarcoating here. So if you've come for sugarcoating, you'll need to just click past me or just give me a chance. Let's just hear what I've got to say. Sponsored by the podcast studio Glasgow, which have donated me this beautiful mic. Donated me a bit. I'm just letting you borrow it. Donated. Donated it. Thank you, producer Mark. So today I'm going to talk about a topic which I find really interesting. And I'm not giving you a get out of jail card here, but do hormones contribute to your fat gain? Do hormones stop us losing fat? Now, I'm just telling you some facts here today. If you are somebody that you've got a sedentary lifestyle, so your steps are like 5,000 a day, you're not exercising, your diet is pish, and you can admit that to yourself, um, your sleep's poor, if you're doing all these things, then I would not go straight to blaming your hormones first. You know, we've got to take some responsibility for our health and the way we look and stuff like that. So I'm going to talk today about a hormone called insulin resistance. Metabolic syndrome is another name for it. Pre-diabetes is another name for it. And insulin is, you maybe have heard this word flying about, but insulin is a hormone that we need to survive. I mean, if you are type 1 diabetes, you need to have it injected into you. So we need it for life. It's so important. But as modern life has progressed and we're eating this ultra-processed food that's just so high in toxins and sugar, then our bodies really can't handle that. So what's happened to us is we've got all these people that have become insulin resistant. It's one in two women that suffer with insulin resistance. And I'm going to read you out some of the things that it can cause. So hormonal issues, right? Fertility problems, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, weight gain around the middle. So you might hear people going, just like got middle-aged spread. I've just like, all of a sudden I've got middle-aged spread. Heavier periods. So long-term kind of scarier risks if you've got insulin resistance and you're ignoring and you're not doing anything about it can lead to things like heart disease, breast cancer, dementia. So the more we know, obviously, the more we can take care of our health. So that's what I'm trying to do with you I'm trying to educate you. And I'm so thankful and grateful to everyone that listens to me and everyone that puts my advice into practice and then message me saying, my fucking life is transformed. And you know what I say? I know. Obviously, fucking miracle worker here. So, insulin causes all that. But what is insulin? What can it mean and what can it do? Well, listen to this, right? Very, very busy. Hormone, very busy. It's released in the pancreas. It's released from the pancreas, sorry. And it's a very busy hormone. Now, back in the day, it maybe wasn't as busy. But you're fucking running it into the ground with the amount of sugar and carbohydrates we're eating because that's what our diet is heavy in now. If you look at the the food pyramid, it's like carbs. Now, I'm not saying carbs are bad. I'm not pure dissing or bitching about carbs. But the type of carbs 
you eat is important. This is where like science has progressed and our knowledge is better that we know that it's not just about calories in, these calories out. Remember that we guy was like shouting about that? Well, the issue you've got with that is that people kind of want to hear that. So people want to hear that they can just eat whatever the fuck they want as long as it's within 1,652 calories. I can count that in my fitness pal gym because, I mean, I can still I can still have hot cross bun for my breakfast then and I'm all right. When really I feel like it's lazy coaching. I feel like, you know, sometimes you need to tell people things that they don't want to hear. It's hard. There's always going to be a payout with your health. You know, if you're treating yourself badly and um, you're not looking after your diet, you're having like really ultra processed food for your breakfast, starting the day. What you doing? God's sake. If you're doing that and then you have like health problems, period problems, weight problems, sleep problems, headaches, all this, then I'm genuinely flabbergasted that you are flabbergasted. I'm always shocked when someone's shocked and then I'm like that. So what did you eat last night? And I'm like, oh, I didn't eat. I had three bottles of wine. So I was just saving my calories up. Fucking hell. But don't worry, because I had low-fat yogurt. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? So actually, now as it seems, the content of our calories is important for such hormones as insulin. So what insulin does, we eat something. Yep. Right, say it's something. High sugar. Say it's like, Frosties, surely to are they still on sale? Thank you, man. Right, so frosties. I'm eating that. What happens is my blood sugar spikes, insulin is released from the pancreas, and then insulin's job is to get that, bring our blood sugar back down to normal level, and then put it either in the muscle. So it's an issue if you don't have lean muscle, right? Or put it in the liver. It's an issue if you're suffering with fatty liver and um, the liver's backed up with toxins. So there's an issue now. So I'm like that. I'm insulin and I'm standing with all this blood sugar. Like, where the fuck am I going to put all this then? So I've tried to put it in the muscle, but uh, she's been doing... I'm only kidding. She's been just running, so she's not really got any lean muscle, so I can't put it in there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Our liver's just... Fat, fats accumulated in the liver we've got all kinds of toxins in there and old hormones the liver's so backed up i can't put it in there so when your body is very very clever what it will do is it will make fat cells and then fat cells expand quite easy so i'll then put this stuff into the fat cell thing so it's all in there so your body being very clever if you're having your insulin's having to work overtime storing this blood sugar, because see if it didn't, your blood would go thick and sticky, and it's going to be very hard for your heart to pump that around your body. So insulin's coming out like that, right? I'm going to do it right. There's no lean muscle, fucking hell. The liver's busy. Um, fat cells. Your body ain't going to get rid of fat cells if it's being used for something helpful in your body, right? That would be like you going like that, Jim. I'm going to get rid of all the kitchen cupboards. And I'm just going to have all the shit lying on the floor. You all right with that? No, of course you're not. So your body's clever. So the fat storage is like a safety mechanism so that it can insulin can just put it there, put it there, put it there, put it there. So then what happens to you is you might find that you're gathering fat around the middle 
and I mean that obviously is something that you're wanting to avoid I hear it all the time with my female clients like that I don't know what I'm doing wrong I mean I'm training uh, I'm walking probably eating moderately well yeah um, but I'm just finding I've got like fat around the middle okay well if we look at all that and we break it down one of the things that can make you insulin resistant so as we age we are our goal is to keep our metabolic health very very good and we do that by taking care of ourselves and by taking care of ourselves I mean like doing proper exercising eating properly not kind of kidding yourself on and then being all confused do you know what I mean so circadian rhythm so this is causing us insulin resistance it's not just the foods we're eating so what about your circadian rhythm so that is your 24-hour clock. That's you getting enough sleep. That's not you sitting up on your phone till fucking half one in the morning, right? All you're going to do is wake up the next day. You're fucking your hormones every time you're doing that. The odd late night's fine, do you know what I mean? If you want to sit up with you in gym and watch a wee bit of telly and it's the kids are away or whatever. That's okay. It's when you're chronically doing something. So when something you're doing something for more than three days, it becomes it's habit. So if you're sitting up, on your phone all you're doing is you're making your body stay up late because it falls into the habit of doing that and also the light of the phone I've said it before it's stealing a hormone called melatonin melatonin is the hormone that helps you relax it helps you feel sleepy and as we age we do lose that so circadian rhythm needs to be good so you're getting enough sleep otherwise you're fighting your body's biology all day and if your goal is to be lean You'll struggle, you will struggle, you'll struggle in terms of you're making yourself more insulin resistant, right? So when I'm saying insulin resistant, it's because your body, it's like, it's like you and Jim having sex now, watch if he's in the room, you're just kind of used to it now, you're quite desensitized, it's like, here we go again, that's what happens to insulin, the more you are fucking with it, spiking it, the pancreas is releasing it, your body becomes more hmm, resistant to it, so it doesn't become as sensitive, so by running your insulin down into the ground, you're making it resistant, you're giving yourself metabolic damage, that's something that you'll have to address, if you want to be fully healthy and feel good shape-wise, so we've got the circadian rhythm, the circadian rhythm that's all about your sleep and when I'm training people when we're working on whatever see if they're like that to me right I want to lose weight blah 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 I'm like how's your sleep and see if your sleep is all over the shop I don't even bother with the diet until I fix the sleep that's how important it is so you need to fix that sleep insulin needs the sleep overeating so I heard a good analogy for this like we blood sugar and overeating and stuff like that if you get a wee house plant and you're just giving it enough water, right? So then you see the water going down and it soaks into the roots and then the plant drink it, right? So you get a wee watering can and it's the right measurement and all that. The food, the way it's designed now, it's like flooding our body. So for example, when you eat an apple, that is designed by nature. So that sugar isn't just shooting straight into your bloodstream. Whereas if you drank apple juice, right? A bit processed what that doing is flooding so that would be the equivalent of you getting a wee plant and then taking a massive hose to it and all the soils bursting out and everything soaking in the plants swimming about in the water so 
by eating all this ultra-processed food that isn't really designed for us, right? So things that are really high in sugar, you know, or no fibre to slow the sugar down. So when you're having things like, you know, your juice or your really high sugary foods, cereals, cakes and all that, and you're having it like daily, then chronically, your insulin is going to be like run into the ground. Basically, your insulin is you. If your insulin is getting run into the ground the way you are, fucking pairing socks at two in the morning, then don't expect to feel good or be in any sort of shape you want. So overeating sugary things, we're spiking that blood sugar all the time. So with every blood sugar spike, there is a drop. And that drop is where the issues lie. You'll get things like fatigue, you'll feel brain fogged, your skin won't be good. I mean, forget training, like you're fucked, you're gubbed. So if we keep doing that, spiking, dropping, spiking, dropping, we're really, really doing ourselves a lot of internal damage. That's why in terms of food, I try and say stick to as natural as possible because all this man-made stuff is too much sugar, too much toxin for our body to cope with it. That takes me on to the next thing that causes issues with your insulin and that is toxins. So I go on a lot about even what goes on our body. What goes on our body goes in our body. So be watching what chemicals you're putting on your skin. It's not ideal. I know it's not ideal. But I mean, I've had to change loads of my skin products and stuff like that with my fake tan. Oh no. Pale forever. But the more you know and the more you do, I'm not saying you need to do everything absolutely perfect, but if you can be like 90% good, you get that wee 10% buffer to be a wee bit cheeky and a wee bit bad. There's a good app called Think Dirty and you can put your skin stuff in it. You can put all the chemicals that you use and it'll give you a rating from 1 to 10 and that can tell you how toxic the skin products are that you're using. Things with perfume in it and stuff like that are toxic. So what would happen then is it, it's accumulating in your liver and your insulin. Where's it putting all this stuff when it's doing the blood sugar work? If your muscles are full, uh, liver is full, yes, fat stores it will go to. Because it's fine, you know, it's just clever. Your body's clever like that. Nutrient deficiencies. So again, if you're not eating well, um, you're not supplementing right, you're not sleeping right, you've become deficient in nutrients, and that's like your body not having the right tools to do the work. That's quite basic. So what you would need to do is you would need to make sure that you're having a full diet that's colourful, you're eating good meat. You know, if you're vegan, I'm sorry, but you'll have to spend a lot of money on supplements. I've got a few vegan clients. One of the girls does it for animal rights. Some of them do it just because they don't like to find a chewy bit in their mints. Right. So, but you would need to spend a lot of money on supplements, especially B vitamins, to top that up because you can become very nutrient deficient. And then that will cause other issues like your insulin, your gut health, maybe your thyroid. So, that's what I'm saying to you your body is so, so clever at doing stuff like that. It won't get rid of fat cells if you're spiking your blood sugar all the time because, like what I said, your insulin needs to bring your blood sugar down for your health. And then where's it going to put it? It's going to put it in fat stores. They're convenient, they're stretchy, boom. So my ways of you helping this out, because I know you are obviously dying to hear that now, like what could we possibly do to fix this mess? Well, I'm going to tell you what you can do. Obviously, this is why you've tuned in. You trust me and I appreciate that. So one of the, my top things for helping your insulin become more sensitive is 
exercising but lifting heavy weights. Why am I saying that? Because the more muscle we have, that's an extra place for to be stored for the glucose in the muscle. So if we're training muscle, we're training strength training, that's not hit, that's not smashing yourself into the ground. Strength training, you are probably doing maybe a four-day week, splitting into maybe an upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, working on big moves, big compound moves. So that's moves like that use more than one muscle group because they're going to give you the biggest bang for your buck, right? Because they're building. Now, yous won't get massively bulky and muscly, although I do hear this all the time. I don't want to look bulky. I don't want to put too much muscle on. It's very hard for even a guy who has the main hormone testosterone to build muscle. They would need to be doing everything perfect. So for women to build muscle, really massive amount of muscle, you need to either go down maybe an illegal route, which is going to really damage your health. You need to be bang on or just genetically, maybe a wee bit different, but you're not going to pack on lots of muscle. If you're a woman and you've done weights and you've felt bulky, it's because your body fat is over the muscle. The muscle grows out the way and you feel kind of bulky. So you need to bring that body fat down. Now, muscle is like metabolic gold for your body. Your body loves muscle. It's like your luxurious holidays. It loves it. So it helps your metabolic health. It keeps your metabolism faster long term. It's good for your hormones, it's good for anti-aging, it's good for your growth hormone, it's good for your insulin sensitivity, so it can keep you leaner, but it's the long game. So, for example, my clients who give me a really short time goal, four weeks, right, they'll start to panic, they'll probably do hundreds of cardio and under eat, they maybe lose weight for that one week, but then you'll pile weight back on, whereas muscle has longevity in it, if you want to look in good shape. You want to feel strong, you want to look strong, you want to be strong for your bones as we age. The menopause makes us have brittle bones, but if you're somebody that's done strength training, then your bones are a bit stronger, you're a bit denser. So definitely to help your insulin and your long-term fat goals, I would recommend doing strength training, right? You can do it three days a week, easy, right? Another thing that obviously I'm going to tell you is your diet. So I've just said to you, ultra-processed food, is a real no-no because it's just the way it's designed. It's too much. We're also getting a big hit of dopamine because all the sugar. So the cravings and stuff are worse when you start to eat ultra-processed food, which means you can you can kind of have a bit, but then you need another bit. And then it's like designed. It's, it's a brilliant invention, that, because if I was trying to sell you something and then I made you want more and more and more of it all the time, so good. It's a great idea. So... For example, if you were sitting eating Pringles or something, you could eat millions of them. Whereas if it's like, uh, there's like four avocados, you'd be like, oh no, you can eat half of that. So there's more satisfying like hormones in your brain when you eat real foods. Whereas when you're eating man-made lab foods that have been created to keep you eating more, you're not going to get that level of satisfaction. So it's really easy to overeat. And then if we overeat, what we're doing? We're spiking that insulin and giving it so much hard work to do. So eat clean. If you turn over the back and there's like three ingredients, brilliant. Or even if it is the ingredient, even better. If you turn over the back and there's 50 fucking words you don't understand, then what to do is just put it back down. Because if you don't understand and you can't pronounce those words, your body's going to have a fucking worse job at doing that. So eat as clean as possible. Full fat. Yes, we're not in the 90s anymore, are we? So full fat foods keep you satisfied for longer. They're good for our hormones, they're good for our brain. 
which is made up of fat, right? What happens is it doesn't disrupt insulin as much as what sugar and carbohydrates do. So you're not getting that blood sugar spike. So insulin's get a bit of a break when you're eating. So if you're having full fat stuff, proteins, insulin ain't working as hard as when you're going to give it sugar and these fast digesting carbs or fruit juices, right? So things like full fat food, when they make it low fat food, what they do is they take the fat out it which i've just told you all the health benefits there right so they take the fat out it and they put sugar in or some fucking weird sweetener that's a toxin so the days of eating low fat are surely fucking dead no are they still not still some people still some coaches can eat low fat okay so that's it fix the gut health right what will make insulin and the fat around the middle and everything worse hormones all the symptoms that come along with that is one of the biggest killers. One in five people die of this. Inflammation. Yes. So inflammation is like a fire inside your body. So it's like a fire in a cellular level. It erodes things like you've got a big important nerve that runs down your full body. It starts to erode that. The inside of you begins to rust. You be able to cook faster, you know. So inflammation is something you need to bring down. Again, things like... Too much stress causes a lot of inflammation. That's my next step. So a lot of inflammation is caused by stress. So just watch your exercise. You know what I mean? Sometimes it can turn on you. But chronic stress, stress and daily, stress and stress and stress and daily, you'll have to address that. There's no easy way but to try and find something that works for you. Like relaxation isn't something that you should just treat as like a wee, oh, I'm having a wee relaxation day just as a treat to yourself. It should actually be a necessity because you need to bring your body out of fight or flight. It cannot stay there for any length of time. Otherwise, you'll just unravel your health. So you want to try and flip to the rest and digest where inflammation ain't happening. Your body is driving up the country road and it's relaxed. It's not in the motorway where it's like boom, traffic, road rage, right? You need to switch lanes sometimes. So however you're going to do that, you'll need to find your own journey with that because, for example, I like a bath. My mum hates a bath. Do you know what I mean? So you need to find your own way of relaxing. I listen to audiobooks. Stacey doesn't like an audiobook. So you have to find your own way to relax. Something that puts you in this sort of flow state. And the flow state is when time goes by quite fast. So if you can find something that's like that, that'll help lower your cortisol. It'll help lower your inflammation. And it'll help with belly fat around the middle. It'll help with balancing your hormones. It'll help with your mental health. So you need to try and find something. It's not easy, especially if you're somebody that's maybe been a mum and you've just been in mum mode for like the last 13 years and everybody's been put before you. So you kind of are left at the end. Like I actually don't know what I do for enjoyment or fun or relaxation. So it's a wee bit of self-discovery, but that's what life's about and that's good fun. Next thing, a good circadian rhythm, you'll just need to be strict with yourself and going to bed. I know Netflix and it does the wee next episode and it kind of keeps you keeps you hanging on there and we end up watching three episodes and three hours has passed and it's half one in the morning and you're up in five hours. That honestly can happen now and then. Can't chronically happen. You need to put your phone away. You need to go to bed at a decent time. right? You need to get seven, eight hours sleep and if you're not 
then that's probably what's going to cause your weight gain and it's probably what's going to cause you not able to get rid of it. Like what I said, when you're not sleeping, you feel like a fucking emotional wreck anyway, so you're probably going to eat your feelings. And then not only that, your body is telling you to eat things like high sugar because it's trying to look after you. It's trying to like give you a boost. It's like, fucking hell, she's been up all night. It doesn't know that you've been up all night just fucking scrolling on what folk have ate for the dinner. It doesn't know that. It thinks, Jesus Christ, what's happened to her last night? So your body will try and look after you, but unfortunately one of the things it'll do is it'll tell you to eat sugar and sugar. It's going to spike your insulin and it's going to make it harder for you to lose the fat. So reduce stress. I've already touched on that. It's definitely a big one. It really causes a lot of health issues. You can be the healthiest person. You can be drinking the bone broth, walking about in your pants outside. I'm not talking about myself. Anyway, but if you're chronically stressed, then it's going to affect your health in bad ways. If you want to know more about how emotions and stuff like that affect your physical health, there's a good book called The Body Holds the Score. So it's a wee bit of reading for you. You could maybe do that and relax and then have a wee caramel tea, go to your bed early, stay off the blue light, mm-hmm. change your life. Maintain good levels of estrogen and progesterone, which enhance insulin sensitivity shock horror something with estrogen and progesterone has came up can you believe it yes so how we maintain good levels of progesterone is everything i've just listed good diet the correct exercise not being stressed out so much however as we age progesterone naturally drops so maybe we age we become more sensitive to carbohydrates could that be possible yes it is possible also if you're on anything that is stopping your body's natural hormonal processes like the birth control pill stuff like that then you might find you've got this weight gain you didn't have before could be something to do with estrogen and the progesterone levels that's going on in your body um but yes as we age so as we're going to perimenopause when this hormone is dropping and all you're wanting is estrogen patches um that can be a wee bit of middle-aged spread that would be called because of these hormones all changing but know this change your diet up, drop the sugar, have the full fat stuff, stop drinking green and red milk. If you're going to have milk, have blue milk, have double cream, have coconut milk, have things that are high in fat and good for us, get rid of the low fat shit, have full fat um, Greek yogurt, you know, have the full fat stuff. Um, And as we age, that's just so important. So just remember that. Too much testosterone can reduce insulin sensitivity only in females. In males, that is the opposite. So as we age again, maybe estrogen and progesterone are dropping, but maybe testosterone isn't. Um, If you've got polycystic ovarian syndrome, your your testosterone is higher than your female hormones. That's why you get such symptoms like kind of like facial hair, um, the acne, stuff on the shoulders and all that because your testosterone is higher. One of the things that happen when you get PCOS is it's harder to lose weight. But with my PCOS clients, I get them to do weight training, which is going to make their insulin more sensitive. I get them to eat cleaner, which is going to make their insulin more sensitive and focusing on a lower carbohydrate diet. Now, a wee tip as well that I like to do with clients, and I'm going to be doing it with my Go With The Flow course guys is we're going to be backloading carbs so we have full fat for breakfast because keeps you fuller for longer so you're not getting a wee caramel wafer and spiking your blood sugar then feeling shattered at three o'clock in the afternoon right so we're having a full fat breakfast full fat lunch and then having our carbs at dinner because 
at dinner, when we get that spike, we get the crash, it makes us quite tired. But at night, I think that's all right. At 12 o'clock in the day, if you feel shattered. I don't like to feel tired at 12 o'clock. So that is insulin. Such an important hormone to learn about. And who knew it's connected to all the other shit that's going on in the body, all the other hormones, things affect it that we're doing, stress. You know what I mean? What we're eating, how we're sleeping. I know. So take away. You need to take care of yourself. Put yourself at the top of the list, you know. But anyway, thanks for joining me today and leave, leave me a wee review. If you've got any questions, just fire them on Instagram, but I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.